Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Ann Davlin. Hey, Ann, how are you? Hello, Bant. Nice to be here. It's great to have you here. Ann is the Chief of Strategy at Dynamics. Um, we're going to be talking about what Dynamics does. They're a company that monitors and visualizes complex energy consumption data for individual corporate and government entities on building out their implementation strategies. And so we're going to be talking a lot about sustainability, climate change. But before we get to the dynamic story, Anne, tell us a little bit about you and your career. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. So I've had the privilege of always working in the environment and energy space. As a complete fluke, my first job out of college was as a legislative assistant to Al Gore. And that just opened my... Um, my mind and, yeah. uh, and then I had the, the privilege of actually working in the Department of Defense in the first Office of Environmental Security. You know, today we talk about national security and economic security and we're all, tra you know, we're all tracking how when there's a lack of water, how people migrate. And during my time in the Department of Defense, we started looking into those issues. How can we actually, what is the role of the military in addressing sustainability? Um, one story that I, I think is so demonstrative is when George Herbert Walker Bush was president during the first Gulf War, mm -hmm. a number of our troops were in the desert and the combatants would wait until evening for the zzz of the diesel generators and then they would attack. Mm -hmm. So the U.S. military actually started to say, well, we use so much energy for our for air conditioning and for telephones and for all the infrastructure, all the satellites, that they actually figured out a way to lower it. And then they started integrating solar panels. So that oh, was wow. in the 1990s. So the military was kind of ahead of a lot of the conversations that we're having today. After the military, I then moved to New York and I worked mm -hmm. in environmental insurance. And that was amazing because I really got to look at the risk and how you price risk and how you solve for it. And that was just critical. And, you know, since then, I've really stayed in this space. And I worked for a not-for-profit as the Brownfield coordinator. And what I found over time is government has an important role in addressing climate change. Not-for-profits have an important role. But business is really the, the biggest piece of the enchilada, for lack of a better phrase. And I came to this not out of my own brilliance or self-awareness, but because I had the opportunity to work for Richard Branson. Richard had launched an NGO called the Carbon War Room, which actually said exactly what I just did. Government has a piece, not-for-profits have another piece, but the majority of that is business. And if you can find a way for business to make money or save money, they're all in. And right. This is a natural conversation that we have today. I know in a minute we're going to talk a little bit more about what we do at Dynamics, but you know, this was 2009 before, you know, everybody was just relying very heavily on government, including my former boss Al Gore. 
And then, yeah. you know, of course, he went into many other businesses. So I think we all sort of came to this understanding at the same time. Um, and so for the last couple of years, I've been on the environmental data side of things. And for me, that's the next kind of leg in the stool. Because where we are today is business is looking at ESG, right? Environment, social governance. You're finding that the uh, SEC is about to mandate that public companies disclose their carbon footprint. We're all talking about scope one and scope two and scope three emissions. And what I realized from my time at Carbon War Room is the boardrooms are the place where you have to start looking at the climate opportunities because that's where the money is, you know, follow the money. And what I realized is boards understand numbers. They understand the economics of things. They might not understand climate. So I joined Dynamics because I want to bring the numbers. You know, as Mike Bloomberg right. says, I trust in God, everybody else bring data. Well, I'm bringing the data. So let's talk about that a little bit. So you're at Dynamics, you're the chief strategy officer, and you guys are squarely focused on providing this, this data and monitoring that data and, and allowing it to be consumed or visualizing it in an easier way for people to utilize it. Tell me more about what's the latest there. Absolutely, absolutely. That's my favorite question ever. So what we're finding is... We've done the carbon footprint. So the founder CEO of Dynamics, Dr. Sunny Sanwar, is Forbes 30 under 30 two years ago. He has done a carbon footprint of the, of the United States and we pull from 70 plus public sources, which means, you know, for example, we're doing a project for the US Air Force right now. Sunny ran the analysis from our office in Baltimore for military bases that are not in Maryland. Mm -hmm. So we pull from the public sources and then we create a dashboard and the dashboard sh shows you it with a map. I mean, think of a Google map overlay, the current carbon footprint. But then mm -hmm. what makes the, the product so interesting is we can then look at it and say, well, what if we want to lower the carbon footprint for Cary, North Carolina? We can plug in addresses on the dashboard and say, well, if we put solar on these six buildings, well, that'll bring it down by 5%. Well, what if we upgrade the uh, transportation system to electric? You know, what if we, you know, all of these different scenarios, you can run them in real time from the computer. It's like the, it's like a geeks video game, uh, a I climate geeks video game. And so, and then what's great about the product is um, we also are our chief operating officer is an expert in municipal finance. So we can provide that data, but then we can also work with municipalities to implement the solutions. The other piece of that is, or, you know, we work with a number of utilities. So your utility can provide you your carbon footprint, claim your profile, and you could look at those same solutions. Well, what if I put solar on my roof? What if I put in new insulation? What if I upgrade the windows? And you can click through the app and look at different companies in your area. So if you want to, you know, buy local, you can. Mm -hmm. But we also, with the Inflation Reduction Act coming into place, we're also starting to put in place the infrastructure so you can say, oh, well, if I upgrade my windows, I can take advantage of IRA funding and, you know, I can pay it off over five years or 10 years or whatever the, the number is. So the whole notion is we, you have the data and then you can continue to use it for 
the improvement of your city, your county, you know, the country, but also your individual world. That's amazing. And, and listening to all of that data being inputted and shaped, I can see really that there's almost this, almost this galvanizing moment we're in where some of those forces that you mentioned up front, government, the private sector, NGOs, are actually now at least able to visualize some of this together. But tell me a little bit about where you think we are in this whole sustainable business and climate crisis situation. To answer that question, I always have to to go back to the COP in 2009, Mm -hmm. when Christiana Figueres said, you know what? government is not going to get us there and we need business and and people's heads just exploded <laughs> now you look at the last cop that just that that finished up in Egypt recently and the solution is about business you know we have started to create you know for one thing um the US and Japan are have put together a fund to address the, the issues the the negative impacts uh in Indonesia so Indonesia will stop the production of fossil fuels and produce and look at, poor, at more renewables. So where we are today is people are just much more aware and there's much more opportunity. There's also financial markets, quite frankly, are much more sophisticated. So the opportunity, I mean, you could get solar financing in a second. You know, 10 years ago, I, I, um, I used to work for... Um, Jigger Shah, who was uh, this, the CEO and co-founder of Sun Edison. Mm-hmm. And Sun Edison created um, the PPA, the Power Purchase Agreement. And today, yep. Yep. you know, when they started, interest rates were 19% to get solar done. Now it's like 2%. Wow. So these markets are so mature and there's so much opportunity and, and there's so much coming at you that it's just such a great opportunity um, for for companies, for individuals to to take advantage of that, to live a you know a more sustainable life, and that's going to help everybody going forward. So you know, and I am so happy with what you just said because most of these conversations are quite bleak when you talk about things like climate challenges. But I guess I'm kind of hearing just a thread of optimism there, which is that if we see these forces coming together and we see a lot of the movement, I I mean, I guess what I would say is that I see a ton of stuff coming out of Davos, these huge commitments. I'm, I'm obviously hoping, hoping they all happen, but it's good that they're at least being discussed and pushed forward. I suppose there's probably just a lot of that stuff that the beauty of your product dynamics really sheds a perfect visualization of, which is, helping people understand what they actually could do, right? I mean, it's one of the things that frustrates me the most, which is the sense of powerlessness. You know, when someone says, oh yeah, that's a big problem. And then they, they act like they don't know, but it seems like what you guys have at Dynamics really helps them see what they could be doing. Absolutely. And you know, it, it, it plays out at several different uh, levels. So one is obviously the corporate that we're talking about, or you know, in the at the government, like the you know the federal government is pushing money into states, and now states have the opportunity to implement projects, and that is so more sustainable infrastructure projects. 
Um, you also, you know, every time you turn around, you hear about more funding going into EV chargers and, and EV infrastructure. You know, General Motors is, I don't know, they, I, I'm going to get the number wrong, so I'm not even going to try, but it's just raised a lot of money to start building out infrastructure. We're building a lot of building more in the U.S. for the first time in a long time. You know, clean energy projects, you know, my one of my favorite lines is you cannot outsource retrofitting a window. So you have jobs here on the ground. I think the other part of it is, you know, we talk about environmental justice and social justice, and the Biden administration talks a lot about something called Justice 40. And that's the commitment that 40% of the funding will go into these justice communities, communities that are adversely affected by, by climate. You know, you have a, a transfer station next to a school in Harlem. So it's addressing some of these issues. And our data, so Dynamics data is so critical in the Justice 40 process because we've identified the Justice 40 communities, and then we actually work with local community development corporations. So there's one group in Ohio we work with, there's another in Harlem, there's another in, uh, in Flint. We're actually giving them our data, and then the community groups are able to push that data into the communities to make sure that those communities get to take advantage of these amazing opportunities. So whether it's, you know, getting new boilers put in or windows upgraded or, or, or really even bigger projects. There's one project we've been looking at that's going to address a septic problem that a community's had for 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, data can be such a, um, it's, it's such a good solution because. I, I, I remember some strange data point, which was that, you know, we think of uh the probably the millions of pavement miles we have you know or road miles and i there was uh some individual or architect in europe that was starting to make uh, essentially um uh reflective road you know roads that weren't black asphalt right and a, a move like that in and of itself just lowers the temperature of a city the idea of putting gardens on the top of roofs, right? It's like little things that it just seems like they're little, but they could really make a huge impact. That was one, you know, one of the things that Mike Bloomberg did when he was mayor of New York was um, you, for a long time, you were not allowed to paint your roofs and he made it possible to paint your rooftops white. Yeah. Um, I mean, these, and you know, and I don't know that someone was telling me the other day that there are 5,000 beehives in New York City yeah. on all over on skyscrapers. I mean, how yeah. cool is that? Because we need yeah. bees. So yeah, we just need so bees. much opportunity. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and I mean, you joined Dynamics in 2020, uh, really at the heart of the pandemic. And I just was curious. I mean, this is such an incredible or perhaps an appropriately named company, Dynamic, Dynamic. Tell me a little bit about that experience over the last couple of years, getting this thing going and shaped and scaled. Absolutely. I mean, I think the, the good thing about Dynamics is because we can provide the data from, you know, we're, we're, we're pulling from public sources, so we didn't have to physically go out and walk the streets or, um, or, you know, with like Google Maps, they have cars that drive around and, and film or, you know, a, a Klima has to set up um, monitors. Because we were able to do that, 
we were able to get accurate data information for communities. So at the height of the pandemic, we were able to provide building information to building owners so they could, mm -hmm. you know, look at solutions and start and start looking at, you know, how they can lower the carbon footprint because everybody was, you know, living at home. And so, you know, for for us, the, the data has been really helpful because we can provide the, the data to government, to, to businesses, and they can then really solve for it. I mean, we all knew anecdotally, for example, that, you know, office buildings were virtually empty. You know, one of the things we learned during the pandemic is the way that buildings are in New York City they don't calculate for whether someone's in the building or not. They don't know right, how right. many, they don't know occupancy at any given time. Mm. So our data was able to, to prove that. And then that helped with other, uh, other programs that the city of New York, for example, was looking at, or That's I mean, right. other in Chicago and, and, you know, and, and we do a lot of work in the Midwest, Kansas yeah. city, Missouri. So yeah, it's just really helpful. So, I mean, dynamics, I mean, everything that you do is for the present and for us to have a sustainable future, but what's on the docket over the next, uh, let's say, 18 months for the business and where you guys are going? Another great question. And uh, uh, when I leave this call today, actually, we are going right into a strategy meeting for just that as we're getting, you know, close to the end of the quarter. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, for, for us, we really are trying to put our data into the hands of as many state governments as possible so they can use the data for their own implementation across the state. Uh, we're doing a lot of work with cities in that respect as well. And there are two things happening on the business front. One is the SEC is going to mandate that public companies disclose their carbon footprint. So we are talking to both corporations about how we can help them with those reporting. But we're also talking to governments that, you know, trust but verify, who want to be able to take that data and they want to have um, internal capacity at the government level to track that data to make sure that what the companies are saying are, are accurate. You know, Boston Consulting Group says that only 4% of public companies disclose their carbon footprints accurately. So in the next 18 months, we're thinking that number is going to grow quite a bit. Companies are going to get more efficient. I think the other big push for us is really to start helping our data, helping over the next 18 months to get projects starting to be developed, whether right. it's in climate justice communities or infrastructure projects. You mentioned cement a, a minute ago. We partner with a company that's look, that helps cement companies make cement um, more efficiently. You know, one of the biggest expenses of cement is there's so much heat cap, there's so much heat that's emitted. So heat capture technology can actually um, lower the carbon footprint of production. So, you know, using our data to solve for, for these issues is, is really what we see over the next 18 months. So I can see that and I can see how this is really a fundamental data set that you're building and integrating all of these elements is critical. And I can see how it then will be utilized as other kind of core data sets end up being utilized to, to build models that can be used in the financial sector and other sectors as we track and mine and capitalize all of these fun, fun elements. And it's been amazing talking with you. If someone wanted to learn more about what you and the Dynamics team are up to, where's the best place to reach you? 
So, um, of course, LinkedIn and Avalon, I'm always uh, available and I'm very good at responding to messages. Uh, the other is our website, which is D-Y-N-A-M-X-E-H-E-X. -E -E Sorry, I can't even spell it when, I, when it's not written in front of me, but maybe you'll flash up something later. Absolutely. Yeah, I think those are, are probably the, the two best ways Perfect. Uh, to, well, to find us. Well, I mean, it's Dynamics, and it's spelled D-Y-N-A-M-H-E-X. And we've been speaking with Ann Davlin. She is the Chief of Strategy at Dynamics. And we've been talking about really their amazing uh, data and visualization technology that they've developed and rolled out, which really allows uh, individuals, corporations, government entities to see what's happening in that sustainable and climate space, where they can make changes, where there are challenges. And you can imagine that that data set is so critical for all of us as we really try to build that sustainable future together. And thank you so much for being on Uncage today. And we look forward to having you back. Thank you so much, Matt. This was a lot of fun. Cheers. Cheers.